You're listening to Cinema Red Pill. I'm Sharon, and today I'm here with Joel. Hi. First of all, I have to say, be happy that he's here. I was about to speak to myself in the <laughs> microphone because no one was available to come and do this episode with me, and I'm not about missing weeks of this th- thing. Anyway, today we're going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. Joel just came right out of the theater. Oh yeah. <laughs> so unprepared his opinion will be unthought through yeah ish. I don't think you needed to think through it not really <laughs> anyway so Guardians of the Galaxy came out the first one came out in 2014 yes volume 1 mm-hmm. when it came out it was always people kept referring to it as Marvel's biggest risk yes because they were dealing with characters who no one knew yep Untested properties. It's the second biggest risk in my book. What was their first biggest risk? Iron Man. Oh, no one knew Iron Man the is Iron the Man ultimate yes, risk. So this. The f- yeah, here's the thing: is that people were like familiar now with like the core Avengers, mm. and like we had stories that were taking place on Earth, mm-hmm. and this one now they're taking a risk because they were going into space. With a talking raccoon and oh, a talking tree. Oh, that's what tree. I was about to say. Yes. The characters just, being a talking Yeah, raccoon, so there's that risk of they tree. fear that if people aren't money. hardcore comic book fans, then they may think this is too weird mm-hmm. and not like it. But yeah, James Gunn is a master. James Gunn has to be, his name has to be praised up high. Yes. Because I'm <laughs> so sure... Yeah. This franchise wouldn't be what it is without him. Not the even whole <laughs> thing is literally him. So, now I have to yeah. talk about my love for that first film. Okay, I literally had an obsession with the film, and not when it came out, mm-hmm. from when the first trailer hit. Shit. I don't know if I was looking for something to fall in love with at the moment, and it just came at the <laughs> right spot, yeah. because I got a crazy obsession with it. I used to watch that trailer on loop. Mm. like every night over and over and over again and then I had it all over all my social media all over my phone I was calling myself Gamora before I had even seen her that's how insanely into the whole thing was partly because of Parks and Rec Chris Pratt was in Parks and Rec and I loved his character so seeing him buff up and lose his weight and become Chris Pratt, the leading man in Guardians of the Galaxy, had me super excited. I like Gamora for being the go-to alien chick in the crew. That's like her thing. Yeah. I liked Zoe Saldana for doing that. Yeah. I, I, I started using Tumblr around that time. Yeah. And my Tumblr was following only Guardians of the Galaxy. So my obsession was high. Okay. Then comes the story where I felt it on the Friday showing because... Did I tell you that yes, story? Yes, you did. Yeah. It's a sad fucking story. <laughs> I didn't have money. I literally shed tears. Anyway, long story short, I had an obsession with this film. Yeah. And I loved it when I watched it. Yeah. So such hype actually coming to fruitful something. I was so happy for it to make that 93 mil yeah, in the yeah, first it really, week. Really it did well, so yeah. good. I loved the movie. When it came out mm. on DVD, I've watched it over eight times now. I watched it twice before I saw the second one. Just know I love this film. So that's where it comes. Did it live up to wow. my expectations? <laughs> so that's my relationship with the film. I want to know your relationship with the film. 
Jesus Christ. Well, I'd only, I'd only passingly read Guardians of the Galaxy in relation to other superheroes. Mm. I had a phase where I read a bunch of comics, and yeah, they had popped up every now and again. But they weren't nearly as interesting as they are in the movie <laughs> right now. I'll, I'll say that. Like, I thought they were really cool and weird. Mm. But James Gunn just put his little stamp on it and made them endearing and, like, brought in this entire theme of, like, family and everything that I loved. Now, me and the trailers, it was different. Like, I didn't get, like... Really? In, no, like, like, I didn't get immediately, like, roped in. My excitement for it was more like, um, okay, Marvel is trying something really different now. It's like, we're going into space. Like, okay, cool. And I had my own apprehensions about going into space because I had no idea what to expect. And I tried to avoid reading too much mm-hmm. about okay. like, yeah, the Guardians and stuff any more than what I already knew. Mm-hmm. And then I fell in love within five minutes. Just Chris, <laughs> just Chris Pratt doing his little dance. <laughs> where is the great still the relic? I was in, and the music <laughs> was amazing. Before Suicide Squad ripped it off. Oh, screw those the guys. Mu- <laughs> yeah, the music was actually used well, and it was thematic. And, and I, actually, this was my first experience of Chris Pratt. You mentioned Parks and oh, Rec. Oh, you didn't watch Parks yeah, and I've Rec. Yeah, st- I still haven't watched that. Okay, you should see that. I've just seen him in, like, memes and stuff. But, <laughs> but yeah, he was super funny. Of course, as a fan, it was always Saldana. Dave Bautista did an amazing job. Oh, he was amazing. So cool for a wrestler, yeah. That's, I did not expect that level from him. Yeah. So yeah, Gu- Guardians, in fact, is my favorite Marvel movie, like, hands down. <laughs> yeah, that goes without <laughs> saying for me too. Yeah, yeah. One of the best movies I've ever watched, really. That movie is fantastic. So well done. <laughs> As in, yeah. it, that now that's where I head to. The bar is so high, Super high for it to be able to meet it as a sequel. Yes. So we're saving the galaxy again? Yep. Awesome! We're really going to be able to jack up our prices for two-time galaxy savers. Yes! Does it live up to it or does it get anywhere close to that? But I think it gets to a place that's good enough mm-hmm. it's what i've been responding to people every time they ask me because they knew my obsession with the film i i say how is it as like it's good it's not great but what it's done is good enough it's good enough for a sequel it's not a bad sequel now now this will well go with what things that make a bad sequel and why i was so nervous about this mm-hmm. i hate it when a sequel retreads exactly what the first one had bit by bit and sequels have this problem although it's more common the only things i can think on top of my head that do it a lot are comedies oh like yes the hangover, hangover did a retread <laughs> bit, exactly. bit by, by beat. beat by beat did it two see? times over and over I, yeah. you know, then i tried to remember what happened in iron man too i couldn't remember Jesus Christ, you don't want to see like that <laughs> wasn't a good sequel at or but this this sequel had things that I'll actually be able to remember. Okay. I, it does. That's yeah. that's well. It does have things I'll be actually remember, and I have hope in a three for three because James Gunn is going to do the third the third film. Yeah, super I actually have hope in a three for three, and if he comes out of it with a bang, because they've said it will be a a trilogy. Yes. I really think it will be a worthy rewatch of a trilogy, and. 
for for one, the Marvel films have the sameness about them. There's something so samey about these films. Only time is going to tell which which one's effect will last. Yes. I really want this franchise to last. <laughs> Help me, Jesse. <laughs> Please make the third one. Let it be a three for three. This is a good enough two. It's not a bad volume two. Okay. I really don't think it's a bad, bad volume two. So, now about the film. It focuses on the characters. Mm-hmm. I loved that. That's something that wasn't exclusively done in the first film. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up caring about characters that I didn't think I would actually end up caring about. One thing the trailers had and all the advertising had about it was Baby Groot. And a part of me was so scared they were going to push Baby Groot in my face to the point where that I had no awe left inside of me. But <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thankfully, yeah. they didn't overdo the Baby Groot. Mm-hmm. They do him almost just enough <laughs> he's a bit there also like come on like anyway I, I genuinely can't wait for him to grow up but also they center on a character i'm going to say the character's name they center a lot on yondu and i loved that arc yeah. i didn't expect it for me he was the pure mvp of this film he was the character of this film. Someone who I, I liked him, and that guy is really good. Yeah, I liked Michael him in Rook. the first one, Michael Ruka. Yeah, Michael Ruka, yes. Michael Ruka, who yes. plays Yondu. Amazing I liked guy. him as a character in the first one, but this one they give you... In this film, they were doing this thing where they were trying to show you the backstory of these characters, where they came from before the first volume happened, and it worked for me. Mm-hmm. Focus on some relationships between other characters like Gamora and... Nebula. Nebula apparently has always been a, one of the original people in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, yeah. As far as far as I've read, and of course Peter Quill. Focusing on the characters worked for me, and it was an emotional film. I've been seeing people actually not liking how emotional this was. They, the characters had arcs for them. Like, they were this in the first one. They're going through a journey. Mm. And then they realize something. And it sort of gives them a different perspective on life. That sort of thing. For example, like, Peter Quill. He was all quips and everything in the first film. This one, he's sort of meeting his dad. We see that in the in the trailer. He's meeting his dad and he goes this on... Here's some... You know? He's looking... He's on a journey with his father. <laughs> and by the way, this film had something about it which I think you'd realize, they do this thing where the characters separate. They go all have two different journeys. I also like that. And it felt Star Trek-ish at some point because they're sort of exploring the world in some sort. So, yeah, it's interesting you mentioned Star Trek because my, my entire take on like this sequel was that it felt like Star Trek Beyond. <laughs> really? Um, yes, it did. In terms of um, as a sequel, it, you're, you're right when you say sequels usually try to like retreat the same plot line. Yeah. Again, this one, despite some misgivings from my end on it, decided to do something completely different. They went smaller in scale. Yeah, I like Rather that. than try to like blow it up and make it this bigger thing, because when you think Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. you think, oh, so it's going to be world ending events, world ending events. It still kind of is, but then not really. It's, 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 not, the, it's not on the scale that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 was, for instance. So it was really about like, oh, the galaxy is coming to an end. And, ah. <laughs> yeah. Like this one, yeah, really did focus on the characters. And it felt like an... It felt like an in-between... It felt like a filler episode in like a series to me. I weirdly didn't feel that. Yeah, it didn't... Uh, 
and which which I had some issues with. I didn't uh, I didn't feel like plot wise it had that kind of like stake of like you know shit is really going down. It really played it low key. Whereas I would have preferred yeah you had mentioned basically yeah Peter Quill is meeting his dad, mm. but the movie sort of like makes that the central point mm. of the story. Whereas I feel like it needed a backdrop to that. It had a backdrop. No, no, no. No, here's the thing: is that they make they they combined that main what would have been the backdrop, like this oh, major event, yeah, with one. the character okay. thing. They combined it in one. I, yeah, I personally didn't like the way the villain was handled. Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll talk more about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah we'll talk about that. Uh, for me, the MVP was Gamora. Surprisingly, I cannot wait to hear why. Please tell me why Gamora is the MVP to you. Yondu was well, the biggest me, MVP. Here's the thing, like, she, yeah, because for me she matured. I mean, yeah, you talked about like you essentially said Star Lord is sort of matured as well. Yeah, like, he did. Yeah, he, did he did. He did. Yeah, and I noticed that, but I found myself more drawn to Gamora as a character where. In the first one, she was more of like this wild card, like, you know, like going solo, essentially. She was like a lone wolf, like I'm doing this thing on my own. So it's interesting for me seeing her so, in, so invested in everybody and like actually caring, like despite trying to hold back sometimes, mm. like she had these really genuine moments with this character as well. But that was nice. Like it's so okay, yeah, and they really made me feel nice. Yo, yo, yeah, Yondu came out of left field for me. I only really felt it at the very fucking end. Okay. Like, yeah, there were there there they were there were slivers of his <laughs> like his his whole deal of who he was, but I didn't think that you know it would have that kind of you know impact on me. He he, he I really pulled it off as a character. Like, yeah, a lot of feels there. Um what else there's a bunch of stuff also leading up to like uh what's going to happen in uh avengers infinity war I that liked, i was excited I liked about it was a lot more subtle than i expected it to be yes it wasn't like i thought they were going to put those infinity stones in the face thank That's you jesus <laughs> this is like one of the first movies where there's no infinity stone this who would have thought and it's the movie before infinity exactly. war guys exactly. we actually have to praise marvel for actually so controlling yes. themselves on that front so yes applause is deserved mm. for that <laughs> i wanted to build up on what you said how gamora was your mvp now her, her character didn't stand out for me the other mm. people who would be mvps besides yondu for him if you're able to get out any emotional response from me, you almost become immediate MVP. And for me, even Nebula's story was more compelling for me than Gamora. There's this dynamic between Peter Quill and his dad. Yes. And that was actually one of my worst um, dim- uh, character dynamics. Okay. Because it was feeling forced for me. And you, I love Kurt Russell. I love Chris Pratt. But the two of them... They weren't working. They were trying to do this father and son bonding thing. And I'll never forget in my theater, there's this particular scene where they try to do the most obvious thing that a father and son do <laughs> in a movie. And people groaned the fuck out. Really? And I was with them. My, 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 my crowd groaned so bad. Sweet. And I didn't feel um. anything for those two. Can I tell you a scene? <laughs> There's a scene between Yondu and Rocket. Do you yes. remember that scene? Yes, I do remember that scene. Whoa. 
I was gutted in that scene. That scene yeah, moved me. It was a little heavy-handed. No, no, no. I, just I, a little. I'm a bit. I'm not happy how much of opposites we are here, no, Joe. <laughs> I know, no, no. That scene is good. Have you watched Bojack Horseman? No, I haven't seen Bojack. Horseman. Bojack Horseman. It has this thing of self-destruction. These characters that self-destruct and are actually self-conscious and are sensitive characters, and they do things and they don't know why they do these things. Yeah. That scene moved the fuck out of me more than that sentimental bullcrap they they were, i can't believe those characters were able to pull out a more sincere thing for me than chris Pratt and kat russell here's the thing like complete opposite on that where i can't I believe felt, it how are we going to do this the, here's, here's the thing is like I, go, I got more out of i know yeah the scene you're talking about between kat russell and, <laughs> and that was yes ridiculous. no 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 it wasn't it wasn't. It was corny. I will give you that. Very corny. But I had... But it hit me, though. Because of uh, Chris Pratt's... Uh, because of Starlord as a character, where he was coming from. And that sort of set up, like, the what, what he wanted, like, from a father. And yes, it seemed, like, super obvious. It was, like, the super obvious option to go. But I liked that he had that. So I was with him emotionally. In that scene, as goofy as it was, in all the slow mo and everything, <laughs> but <laughs> That's like I ridiculous. felt it. How did you feel about Jax's humor? I liked it. It like it did you like it all a... the way through, or was it sometimes hit and miss for you? No, actually, it was mostly hit. It was I hit, 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 point hit. I don't, rem- I don't think I can recall anything that was a miss because it's, it's actually dra- Drax, like from the first one, is supposed to be sort of autistic character that doesn't like i can't like get sarcasm and yeah. stuff like that now he has so fun. so i sort of got this whole thing of him like trying extra hard to like get jokes and there's this sort of meta thing like going on in the in the background where he's like trying to like in gen- genuinely like enjoy things and like try to get the joke and like make jokes so I, I felt like he had evolved as a character. He did. Yeah, so they're like, they're, they were a mixture of like childish and like, they're mostly childish actually. But like I really enjoyed him and like really cruel jokes in there as well. Mm. That I really enjoyed. So e- even him as an asshole I enjoyed. Other than, like again Rocket, I got his deal. I didn't really enjoy him as a character as much. I didn't Still, hate yeah. it. <laughs> Let me just put that out there that I didn't really, I didn't hate it. Like yeah. I didn't actually hate anything. Fine. But, yeah. but also another thing I would point out about Jax is the dynamic he had with Nebula, with Mantis. Yes, Mantis. There's the new character Mantis, and mm. she has some stuff going on with Jax that's actually really nice. Mm-hmm. I think now we're going the bad and I don't know how we're going to talk about this he's dying to talk about it but it's possibly a spoiler but we're going to talk about the villain we won't say who the villain is but there's a villain and he has a problem with the villain's arc yeah take it to town (laughs) so the villain you pretty much know who he is I think pretty early on going in and for me that was unfortunate that you were able to see that no not that i was able to see that that they went there i thought they would sort of subvert expectations or something i felt like the person they chose as the villain would have done better as like a sort of secondary arc sort of something against the backdrop of something bigger 
I know people criticize um what's his name? The the villain of Guardians of the Galaxy one. Thanos. No no, no. Thanos, uh this other dude. The guy who the accu- Ronan. Ronan. Ronan the accuser. Yeah, people criticize him. And I get that completely, but but he served his purpose for that movie. Like he had this main threat they had to go up against. But the thrust of the movie was that you had these outcasts. They had to like come together as a team and they sort of found this family in each other. So like they had this backdrop and then you had this main core feels that sort of worked in the background. Now going in I thought I was going to get something like that. But then they sort of combined those two elements now into one thing. I didn't like it as much. It sort of felt cheap. Because when you compare it to like the complexity of every other person's arc, with even Ro- yeah, Rocket's arc, uh, Yondu's arc... You can't compare those arcs this, because no, they no, were no. in the first film, Joel. No, 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 no. I, no, I get it, I get it. But, I mean, it's a, it's a sequel. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. But then they take one of the characters' arcs and then make it the central point of the entire movie. Mm. And I feel like they shouldn't have done that. I think that something more clever could have been done. And it's sort of... It sort of ruined part of a backstory for one of the characters, <laughs> for me. There was this sort of romanticized kind of thing that I enjoyed, and I'm okay with this. I'm, oh no, I'm okay. No, no, I'm okay with the whole element of you meeting your heroes, and it being like this. I can't different even believe thing. you. Okay. No, no, I no, I am okay with like you meeting your heroes and it being this different thing. But sort of like cheapening them in, uh, like into this sort of straightforward oh my God. I'm a bad guy thing. I didn't feel that at it's all. It's alarming how different we pick our experiences out of this film. Yet I think we would rate this film the exact same. Yeah, we would but actually. But our feelings towards <laughs> the things are so different. <laughs> stuck different. I literally do not understand what's going oh on. Oh because I loved the villain in this film. Really? It was actually loved. one of the films where I walked out and I'm like, I can't believe I don't hate this villain. I liked where he was coming from. Although, I'm going to say something. You say how you felt it was obvious as soon as you met him? Actually, it wasn't obvious for me. Mm. It actually wasn't obvious for me. Okay. And I liked the dynamic it gave that character, which you're saying. You said you didn't like this situation it gave the character, right? Yes, yes. I felt they could have done something completely different. Now, I was extremely happy with that dynamic. Mm-hmm. I like the feelings it brought out of me really? with that dynamic. I really liked this villain. Okay. So much. No, okay. So much is an overstatement. I liked, <laughs> <laughs> I liked how the story played out with the villain. Yeah. My only problem with it was the CGI fest that it ended up into. Considering how much it was how much character focus this film was. Yeah. I would have preferred where the villain was just shot in the head and removed the fuck on. That CGI face was so unnecessary. No really? one enjoys those scenes. Do you enjoy those scenes? I, I was indifferent to this one in particular. No one enjoys yeah, yeah, that stuff. Not, there is yeah, no really reason enjoy, yeah. they have to push those it's scenes. It's just a bunch for of shit. Over 15 the minutes. There's no reason. Oh, yeah, it was like 15 Man, minutes. Exactly. Why do you need to do that? Mostly when we've come up from this thing where you're not trying to be bigger and better for any reason. But they pushed this and they pushed this and... But I like this villain. Okay. I like the arc. 
which reminds me oh my goodness something i really have to talk about which it seems you like joel which i didn't like very much was which how is... they pushed the family aspect i love that, I love that sometimes shit, i cringed whenever they would say the word family I get no I, the thing is that I get it, that. It was pushed so hard and I felt like they were borrowing so much from the Fast and Furious franchise <laughs> and it and it doesn't <sighs> hurt that James Gunn even said that he was inspired by Furious fucking 7. <laughs> Do you know how that <laughs> I'm not even lying. That's hilarious. That he was actually anyway. The <laughs> no no but Here's the thing, James Gunn's actually competent for me. In my opinion with the the whole family yes, thing. Yes. Look, I will I will give you this that it is super cheesy. And in my head, I'm not, I'm not not with my heart, in my head, I could pretty much see the points where people would cringe. There was like a I thing was that would go cringing. The so thing is that hard. the thing is that I believe in these characters so much. I buy it that I forgive so much of that stuff. Like it like it makes sense when because yeah they do keep repeating the whole family thing. Yeah. So over and over and over again. But for me it made sense for the kind of people that they were if that makes sense because for me there's still these outcasts who have nobody who have gone through a bunch of shit. So for me it's always heartwarming when they actually find a connection with somebody That's somewhere okay. out there. Like I feel so yeah I probably like it for personal reasons but yeah for for me it always it always gets me like I buy it I actually get chills and shit surprisingly but yeah like I I totally buy it. this is sort of the few exceptions to my cringe okay so, yeah the the like furious <laughs> I cringe so much like, Weirdly, well we we going to fate of furious cuz I'm going to review that shit <laughs> Now that's actually I don't cringe to their family shit. Wow. Actually don't cringe to their family shit. Okay. Actually believe so hard in their family shit more than I believe in Guardians of the Galaxy's family shit. They threw that shit down my throat and I didn't buy it and they did the same thing. Although no, no, the Furious films also overdo it. But the thing is this moments when I believe it in Fate of the Furious's family thing. But the thing is Even in the first film one of my worst moments is when they told themselves that we are family. I actually didn't like that. I fucking loved it. It made so much sense, especially with Baby Groot in the mix. It I can't so believe how little was talked sense. about. Oh, Baby Groot. Exactly. Good. We haven't talked about Baby Groot at all. Adorable. Adorable. Can we spoil that one line in the movie where like he's too adorable to kill? What's he who says it? <laughs> But someone says like no he's too adorable to kill <laughs> and he is him to the tailor. I don't think you can <laughs> kill that little God. name. Oh. But yeah, I am thankful they didn't push him in our faces. They didn't. I was scared like the opening. The opening is nothing but baby root basically. I was scared. I'm like I'm going like, oh, to go shit. through. I actually was scared that the only character development we're going <laughs> to go through was baby root. <laughs> you don't even know my oh shock. My God. I was yeah. so scared. There's one last thing. No, not one last thing. Another thing I want to talk about is the soundtrack because this is the main main thing about it. Uh-huh. I feel like this paled in comparison to Volume One. Yes. Also, uh, mix Volume One was a straight up. You'd want immediately run for for the the, the CD. Yeah, yeah. This was a lot less. 
Yeah, uh, also Mix Volume One, not just in the selection of songs, because I fucking so love those the, songs. Oh, but yes. just in the way, also Mix Volume One was so strongly tied to the story that you had extra feels like that after, like listening to it after the movie, you had you still had those extra. But this one, I had this hype that because the first one ends with like Star Wars getting awesome mix volume two, yes. so in your head is like, oh my god, it's going to go on this other journey, but that doesn't really happen. Mm. It it's basically it's basically how Suicide Squad like cut its songs, but way more competent, so much more competent. But like the only unfortunate thing is that emotionally, it's not tied into the story it tied into only one scene exactly yes the closing scene maybe the opening uh, no that opening uh, but the emotional uh, scene we've talked about that moved yes, us both yes. that was the only time and the thing is in the first film those moments were like the whole film yes and I, and I know but and now i feel like also makes like volume three will even be less over I'm yeah, scared. the way it's like introduced is so like, almost like, he's a it's shit ton of songs. It's actually now going to be nothing. Yes, yeah, I don't nothing. even know how they're going to work it out this time. Yeah. Although it made for a good joke. It did make for a good joke. It was one of my favorite jokes. Yeah, it did make for a So actually, the last thing I want to talk about is, again, the sameness of these films. There's something very samey that they have. That I'm sure will be in Spider-Man. It will be everywhere. Yeah. Every time when they are fighting, they're going to quip, and quip, and quip. Yes. And the thing about their quips is, they make the fight really feel like there's no real threat. And that's mm. one of the things that that so. the DC films have over it. The Joker is, Batman is the person who's fighting. Batman is not going to quip. <clears throat> While he is fighting Joker, you know yeah. Superman's not going to start quipping while he's he's fighting Zod. So sometimes it begins to feel like a real threat, although you know he's not actually going to die. But these Marvel films quip the fuck out of those things, and this this film quips and quips and quips. Spider Man is going to quip and quip and quip because he's Spider Man. This is what their characters have. This is a sameness. This is one of the things that makes their films so samey. Yeah, but they have, they have different feelings about that. What do you feel about way. that quippiness of all their characters during their fights? For, no, for me, it wasn't distracting in the battles. It was distracting in emotionally heavy scenes. Because there was a, there's, there's scenes like towards the end where like I was actually feeling sad, like then some shit quip. had went down. Like Star was like quipping and shit, and like what the fuck, dude. But like I refused, like I couldn't laugh because I was really, I was really feeling sad. Mm. But it was like weird because now there's some people in the audience were like laughing and others were hey, not. And still feeling so, emotional. Yeah, so like emotionally, I didn't know what to feel because you were saying some funny shit. I was like, but I I wanted to laugh. I was like, I can't laugh because I'm sad. So like the timing of it was weird. Now in terms of the fights, I think it's okay. I agree with the whole sameness thing, but it's sort of a stamp that they have. I, they might run into a problem. I don't know how they're going to. The Russo brothers are going to handle it in Infinity War. I wonder I when wonder, you have all these characters in one place. I wonder because if we have if we have twenty fucking people quipping, that might be a problem. They're <laughs> that actually might be a going problem. to be twenty people, and yes, they all have the ability to quip. Yes, they're <laughs> masters. Everyone is a master of quipping. It's it's only I think like Drax who's like sort of clever. Where it's like an unintentional. 
sort of quip where it's sort of interesting, but everyone also has like these crazy one-liners. And I hope not everyone is like a Tony Stark when you watch those movies. But those people are it's, all um, like Tony Stark. <laughs> yes, there's a risk. I am sort of afraid of that. But it's sort of also their stamp to like make things light-hearted. Which is why yeah. DC like went extreme. It's like, okay, mm. ours now Us, have to be super gloomy. dark. Yeah, we're we're really sad. Super we never fucking smile. Yeah, and they never balance everything. So, yeah, DC and Marvel are doing extremes as far as like, okay, stuff in the fights goes. But like Marvel so far has done a more competent job. It might run into trouble when all these characters are there at the same time. I don't know how to handle that. I wonder. We'll see. But the Russo brothers have done really well so far. But they quipped the fuck out of Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. But yeah, anyway. I, I think yeah, the Marvel films want to feel light. and oh, But now DC is quipping too. So we have double the quips. Quip- Fuck those Everywhere. people. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this is it. We've talked for literally an hour, but I'm going to cut this down. But this has been our review of Guardians of the Galaxy. There's the one last thing I told you I wanted to say at the end. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Mm-hmm. The one last thing. This film plus passengers have told me one thing. Chris Pratt is not a compelling actor. <laughs> he doesn't have that ability. He, I don't know what, but he, he so far, he has had many chances to prove himself. Only the problem is they're all blockbusters. He never had the indie phase in his life. He came up straight from Parks and Recreation, and then he went to the blockbusters. He went with Guardians, then he went to the Jurassic Park, he went to Passengers, and then he got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. And in all those scenes, the, those movies, I've never been compelled by Chris Pratt's character. And that's a power which one of my favorite actors has, mm-hmm. Michael Fassbender. Even when he's in absolute garbage, he's able to be a compelling ac- actor. Yeah, and this um, man is not in garbage. Yeah. But he can't be a compelling actor. This man is not a compelling actor. So far, he could get better. He will get better. But so far, he's not a compelling actor. He's yeah, just you, not. Yeah, you know, I think you might actually be right about that. Because I'm thinking back on the emotional scenes he has in both <sighs> Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And there's a moment, there's actually a moment in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 where he could have really... Well, he with, yeah, with him and Gamora, There was like, a scene yeah, he could have done it. He could have it. really done something good and you're <sighs> right. Like, I sort of brushed over it in my head. But you're right, there was a huge missed opportunity there. So missed. So I think he's just, he's like, he's Mr. Quips, basically. Now, now like, RDJ, for example, can do both the quips and bring that yes, drama, like, thank you for that point. example. But, like, basically, st- like, Chris Pratt is just, just one half of, like, RDJ, like, the quips, which he does he's fully well. fully a quip guy. He's funny. There's this emotion he had to have with the, and it was, like, min- you know how they put the camera on your face? Yeah. And it's just the actor doing face motion? Yes. It was shorter than it is in dramatic scenes like these indie dramas where they, they spend five minutes of the actor crying. But those like five seconds were not good. Shit, but you're right. Even, even the shit had like rocket, man. They, they, they weren't shit, good. Just, yeah, you're, you're right, by the way. He's but not yeah, a compelling he, actor. Yeah, he actually, but and yeah, I love <laughs> the man. By the time I'm able too. to say that, I have <laughs> seen too. some examples. <laughs> no. <laughs> you're right, Ed. Not notice he's that. Not, he's not. Yeah, that's the thing is that 
is that even even for all the criticisms I have, like Guardians of the Galaxy Two is not even close to a bad movie. It's, it's a good movie. It's really good. It's just it's just like stacking it like the bar that yeah, like you said, the bar Guardians of the Galaxy One set <laughs> is super high, and we are, go- we are going in. Of course, I tried not to compare them at all. At all, me, I just try to enjoy it. But you know, a weird thing I've seen is yeah. people who didn't like one love two. What? <laughs> Weirdly, I actually can't wait for Timothy to see this one because he didn't like one so much. So I think of the ideal, the best sequels, the 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 <laughs> gods of sequels are examples like Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Terminator Two. Oh hell yeah! The yeah. Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Those are some of the sequels that have rained upon their predecessors heavily <laughs> heavily that yeah. is of the galaxy too doesn't measure up to those of course yes. but it does good like i said in the yeah. beginning it does good enough yes it doesn't detract when that you know like those of the hangover sequels me i pretend oh, they don't exist my God. Yeah, they ruined the first i one literally so pretend yeah. they don't exist <laughs> this is not the type of thing that i would pretend that it doesn't exist yeah yeah no this this would watch actually hmm. yeah. okay this is it for guardians of the galaxy Thanks for listening. This has been Cinema Red Pill. I'm Sharon and I've been here with Joel. Talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. I remind you that I was possibly going to talk about this film alone for 10 minutes. Thank you, Joel. (laughs) Okay. Bye.